Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 568, recorded live on August 25th, 2018. And here are your hosts. The man who had a nasty storm roll through earlier this week, Dave Pillay. Hi! And the man who had one roll through last night, Kilo. Hi. Yeah? Nasty storm, huh? Yeah, I gotten, uh, cause, um, Sorry, my assistant just sent me a text message, and I'm looking through my uh, messages. Okay. Um, I've got a bunch of texts here now from uh, everybody reporting that stoplights are out. Oh. So, yeah, we do we do traffic alerts with work, and so, you know, hey, stoplights are out. So they're like, stoplight out here. Yeah. Well, somebody's reporting there's a stoplight out here. Well, somebody's reporting there's a, <laughs> it's just we, a... We had road closures. Yeah, I saw a picture of a road actually missing. Yes. <laughs> Uh, this was the, so, you know, like often in the weather, they're like, oh, this was like the most in 30 years or things like that. Yeah. This was the most. Like the most period since the records were started? Since since beginning recording, this was the most rain in a 24 hour period ever since recording. It was a lot of rain. There were places that were getting like 10 to 15 inches. Damn. Imagine that. Go walk outside and think about 10 inches of rain. That's a a lot of rain. Yeah, well, especially because it doesn't stay there, right? Like it moves. And so 10 inches is, is like if you took the total area of the storm, it got 10 inches. But it all runs into the lakes and the Mm. rivers Mm -hmm. and the bottoms of hills. And my house is on a hill. And that should be fine, except that the land is not graded properly in my yard. There are higher parts of your yard than your house's foundation. Correct. So I got some water in my basement. Yeah, I saw that picture as well. Yeah. That that was an excite. I was coming home from work on Monday night. I was getting ready. I was excited. We were going to play our Pathfinder game. Uh, we were like, all right, yeah. And we even sent out, like, a text went out. Be like, hey, so are you guys going to break the storm and come over? I'm like, yeah, of course we are. Like, it's not that bad. It's raining, but it's not that bad. And then I get home. I'm like, there's water in my basement. I'm not coming to game. <laughs> nope. Uh, there's more water in my basement. Hey, guys, the water isn't stopped. Oh, shit, there's even more water. Yeah, it was bad. Um, the the Costco, where we're at, yeah. got, like, really, really hit. Oh, jeez. So, to the point of where people were trapped there. I mean, if you're going to be trapped somewhere, Costco is not a bad place to be trapped. No. Because, like, they were just rolling out furniture and saying, yeah, sleep here. <laughs> <laughs> like, you need food? There's food. <laughs> this this $300 sectional can all like all seats can recline here you go yeah. <laughs> like ever grab a seat all right um, mattresses are down aisle four yeah so i don't know but you people couldn't get to their homes uh one of my coworkers was was not stranded for the night but could not get to his home legit couldn't get to his house that's crazy yeah it was nuts um just on thursday so you know you know madison right you've seen yeah. the pictures of madison in fact 
might help for you to go to Google Maps and just look up Madison right now. So you, I am looking at Madison, the, the right, two lakes. The two lakes. Uh, the big lake, Mendota. Okay. Which, looking at the lakes, is like twice as big as Monona, right? Yes. Like, at least twice as big. I have I've no idea, like, volume-wise, but here's a fact I did not know until this week. They keep Lake Mendota, the big one, approximately five feet higher than Monona. That's weird. If you look at the isthmus, there is a small river that goes between them. Okay. It is called the Yahara River. Gotcha. There is a dam on the Yahara River so that they can keep Mendota five feet five higher feet than higher. Monona. Okay. Well... With all the rain that we were getting, they and and the more rain that we're expecting this weekend, because we're still expecting more rain this weekend, uh, they are worried that Mendota will go over the dam. Ooh. Now, that's not nearly as bad as what would happen if that dam were to fail. Yes, because that would all it would just go. Yeah, all of it. Uh, which would then flow into Monona, which would then, you know, flood everything. Mm-hmm. That, hmm, I don't know what to tell you on that one, other than uh, keep your feet dry. Yeah, well, keep my basement dry. I hope. Yeah. Just get a bunch of uh, two-by-fours, cut them and, into little bits. And put things on top of them? Yeah. Uh, yeah, probably should have done that, but didn't. Because, yeah, you can buy some 2 by 4s cheap, you know, put them on his feet, and then once it's done, you can just throw the 2 by 4s out. Because it will be uh, saturated at that point. Yeah. Really, Camp Randall Stadium's, like, there? Really? <laughs> there. Yes? By there, you mean, like, in the city? Yeah. Like, where else would it be, Andy? I don't know, the... Where's where is Waldo Stadium? On the outskirts of the city, but kind of between the city and the university, it's it's on the edge of the university, isn't it? Yeah. And, and where's Michigan Stadium? Michigan Stadium is on the edge of the university. And where is Michigan State Stadium? Spartan Stadium. Hell, if I know, somewhere <laughs> up there in Lansing, East you Lansing. Hint. It's at the edge of the university. Guess where Camp Randall is? On the edge of the. Uh, University. Right. That is a huge arboretum. Yes. The UW Arboretum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's enormous. Uh, it also, like, you, if you want to... You, really, you guys need to come out and visit us and, and hang around Madison for a while. You notice that arboretum wraps around Lake Wingra. Yeah. And on the north of it is the Henry Vilas Zoo. Yes. That is a free zoo. Oh, nice. They have tigers. Well, tiger... Lions. They have two lions. Actually, they have more than two lions because they have the cubs. There's only one tiger, though. Yeah. Yeah. So, awesome stuff. Did you know, and I found this out, that the uh, Detroit Zoo, for a small fee, yes. will let you feed the penguins? I did not know that. That sounds awesome. I don't think it's a small fee, but for a fee, <laughs> for a donation to for some donation. wildlife foundation of some kind. Can can I do that for other animals? 
I think it's just the the penguins. Oh, that's less interesting. I know. Um, yeah, Binder Park Zoo by us. You can feed the giraffes at the at the zoo here. You can feed the goats. <laughs> Ooh, penguins, giraffes, goats. goats. Well, the goats are next to like the kids' play area because there's a kids' play area. So it's kind of like the petting zoo area where like the goats will just come up to the the fence and you can pet them. Oh, there are other zoo experiences at the Detroit Zoo. Ooh, do tell. Uh, tea and crumpets tour, something with seals. Oh, breakfast with a favorite animal. Breakfast with a favorite animal. Probably go with the otters. Really like otters. Otters are adorable. Oh, there will be no direct animal contact except for breakfast with the giraffes or butterflies. Ooh, the butterfly one could be cool. Yeah. But I have contact with as many animals as I want. I have my puppy. Who is right here, by the way, which is why I'm, like, far away from the mic. Mm. He's going yeah, to you can the- you can hand feed the penguins at the Detroit Zoo. Okay, then. For uh, six people, $1,000. That's a lot of money mm-hmm. to give fish to a bird. <laughs> but it's a penguin. Yes. Yes, we have we have not paid <laughs> the thousand dollars. No, I, I did not assume that you had. I think you guys did what? Fed the penguins. So so yeah, we had a lot of water. Um, the bottom of the hill that I live on, people were like out in the street waving cars away because if you drove through it, you were going to get stuck. Ah, that's the problem with people. You know, people, oh, oh, I can drive through here. It's not deep. You can't tell how deep it is. See, here's the thing, though. You kind of can. Yeah, if you can look out and you see that, if, you know. Well, if you're familiar with the roads. True, yes. Like In my neighborhood, I know where the high spots and the low spots are. Right, right. So, like, I, I was driving home, and before we knew how bad it was, we had ordered pizza for pickup. So I was going to the pizza place before I was going home. This is before I knew there was, there was water in the basement. Uh, I was on my way to get the pizza, and Laura's like, hey, there's water coming into the basement. And I'm like, well, shit, like, we paid 30 bucks for pizza. I'm going to get the pizza. Me coming yeah. and getting the water, like, trying to help stop the water is not going to change much for five minutes. So I'm going to go get the pizza. But the pizzeria is on a hill. And at the bottom of that hill where the street light is, water was collecting. A lot of water. So, like, I knew how deep that was because I knew that area very well. I'd go in there at least once a week. Was still a stupid decision. <laughs> I'm I'm kind of lucky that the car didn't stop um, or short. I, I As I was leaving the pizzeria, I was, like, looking at the stoplight and looking at the pool of water around the car and looking at the stoplight. And I opened the car door because I'm like, I'm kind of curious I opened the car door, and there was like an inch between the water and the bottom of the door. I'm like, okay, I probably shouldn't have stopped here. I should have no. just like gone through the light. Mm-hmm. But it was fine. It was fine. I, I got through. I'm good. Uh, question for you, sir. Yes. Changing topics off of the weather. Okay. What do I need to know about fantasy football to play fantasy football? 
I was invited to play fantasy football. I know things about football, mostly. Um, I'm not, I, I, okay, not, not, not able to help on that one? No, because I haven't actually ever done fantasy football. Oh, well, there you go. You and I are in the same, should we try and start a fantasy football league real quick? (laughs) Well, it all depends on the rules of your group, because it's fantasy rules, so, you know, different rules for different groups. Yeah. You know, there's going to be a draft where you're going to have to pick players. Yep, that's that's this weekend. Are you reading from, like, Wikipedia? No, I was actually staring at my watch because we just had silence on our sports station. Oh. <laughs> um, so, yeah, there's going to be a draft. Is it going to be a, a money draft or is it just an open draft? I don't know. Well, some drafts, basically you get a salary cap of some amount and each player is worth a cer- certain volume or yeah. a certain cost. And so, you know, you have to kind of judge where you want to spend your money, like, you know, an actual football manager. Other drafts are just open where nobody has a cost, and you just basically, you know, try and figure out which position you want to draft first and hope that nobody else does. Oh, okay. And then you just grab, like, the highest-ranked people in that position? Yeah. And then, you'll you know, you play games each week, and you'll kind of face off head-to-head against another person. And, you know, you get certain points for certain positions that you have doing certain things. Like, you know, you're, if you get a kicker and he scores, you know, a field goal, you get X number of points. You know, if you get a defensive guy and he has a sack, that's worth X number of points. Cool. So you, okay. You, I'm following. Kind of, I'm following. And then you'll compare your points against the other guy's points if you're doing a head-to-head thing, and whoever has the most points wins. And then you have options of, you know, trading players with other people. So, you know, hey, you know, Aaron Rodgers isn't doing so good. I'll trade you, Matthew Stafford, for him. Okay. Because you think maybe Aaron Rodgers is just having a bad couple of weeks and he'll do better later, and so, you know. And so in the meantime, I take Matthew Stafford... And maybe give someone else something else in exchange for the the perceived improvement that I'm going to get. Yeah, and then um, sometimes you can have people where you can you can you can bench a guy and bring up you know somebody else for a week. It all it all it all depends on the rules that your uh, game master has provided you. Okay, did he give you a list of rules? He may. Ta- I don't know. We'll find out. Think of this as like a draft card game. Yeah, and you can trade cards. Yeah. Okay, I'm good. I got it. <laughs> yeah, it's a Magic the Gathering draft t- t- tournament, but with actual people. Okay, so if I want Packers, then I need to play Plains <laughs> or Forests? <laughs> I think it'd be Forests. Would the Lions be Mountains? I mean, there aren't a lot of mountains. There are no mountains in Michigan, but like... I would say lions would be fire? Most of the... I think in Magic, and you know, I'm I'm still out of this since like 5th edition, but I think most of the mountain... Well, so I know there were some white lions, there were some green lions, because forests, so animals, and I'm pretty sure there were some red lions. I'm just trying to think of like, you know, the Motor City sort of thing, so like, you know... 
They're not death. Granted, they they've been pretty I mean, they're, bad they're, for a long time. Motor City would be like artifacts, right? Like it's it's machines. Well, I get red was kind of an industry. Red was was more of the industrial like coal fire powered things. That's there is there's a fun game. Maybe that's a good Reddit post. Assign your city to a color of Magic the Gathering. Yeah, that sounds sounds about right. This week, Madison is blue. Because it's all underwater. <laughs> oh! hey Oh! Yeah. Well, okay then. Mm-hmm. Supposedly my draft is this weekend, but I haven't gotten any notifications about it, so... Well, that's a bit weird. Yeah. Also, I wonder if I was supposed to reply to that email. <laughs> I just signed up for the draft. I don't know if I was actually supposed to like, reply to something. You should probably find out, though, because you kind of need, need to be at the draft to... Uh... <laughs> well, I, the, the draft is going to be online. Mm. Well, then, doesn't the website have... Or are you doing this through, like, Discord? I have no idea. <laughs> you are... You're batting a thousand here, Dave. Yep. <clears throat> so. Yeah. Should we actually talk about topics? We can, I suppose. I'm I'm looking for my email from my trainer. So, uh, topics. Yeah. I added uh, T-Mobile got hacked. Why? Like who? And and what? I'm loading the page right now. This was just uh I got an email sent from T-Mobile. Yes. Saying that uh around 2.5 million people uh were affected by this, saying that an unauthorized entry into its network may have given hackers access to customer records, including billing zip codes, phone numbers, email addresses, and account numbers. Okay. According to T-Mobile, the intrusion was quickly shut down, and no financial data, social security numbers, or passwords were compromised. So, yes, that, uh, yeah, back, okay, did I get the email? Hold on, I'm looking in my email right now. I'm trying to see if I have was one of the ones affected. I'd be sad if I was. Oh, God, I have new Gmail. Oh, you poor thing. Uh, no, it looks like I'm okay. That's good. Yay, my account wasn't compromised. Oh, you know what's really great, though? They detected the unauthorized entry on the 20th and had let everybody know on the 24th. Only... Only four days later. Wow. Pe- companies are finally getting smart. And and letting people know quickly. Mm-hmm. That's good. The incident occurred after hackers compromised company servers through an API. Ooh, that's less good. Yeah. Because doesn't T-Mobile create the APIs? Yeah, in theory. Hmm. All right. Well, yeah, so T-Mobile subscribers, hopefully... You have been notified if you have been compromised. Um, Skype, since we're on security, Skype has added end-to-end encryption for both voice and chat. So I don't have to worry about people hacking our podcast recordings? Correct. I don't think we ever have to worry about that, Andy. Oh, can now switch on end-to-end encryption, so I'll have to turn it on. Yes, you'll have to update Skype, Mr. I'm running Skype Classic. 
Yeah, I'll have to update it at some point. And then you have to turn I don't on. Like the new versions, though. Well, Andy, sucks to be you. Yeah. Get off my lawn. I'm not on your lawn. Granted, you know, I'd probably need floaters. Water jokes. Ouch. No, I I got it. I understood. Ouch, sir. Ouch. You can only maintain one private conversation per device at a time. You can switch conversations to other devices, but you only see the messages sent and received on a given device. Yes. So if I message you on one thing and then I go to another computer and message you again, I won't see the previous messages? Uh, right. Hmm. Because it's end-to-end encryption. Yeah. So the only... The only device that can read those messages are the device that you sent it from. Okay. Can I just, like, let this thing auto-draft somehow? Are you still looking at football I might players? be. I have to figure it I found the email, and it said, like, yeah, make sure you set your pre-draft rankings. I'm like, I don't know what that is, but okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, your pre-draft rankings are basically what you would want like the ideal team. Yeah. Okay. I had something. I had something and I it just it slipped. I just lost it. Well, we I, can also talk about more security stuff. Sure. Security. Sure. Um, Fortnite. Ah? Uh, Fortnite on mobile. I I already know where like no, no, I no. haven't looked at No, no, at there's the there's topic. two Fortnite topics. Okay. Well, I I'm pretty sure I can guess one of them. Go ahead with the other. The, uh, the fact is that they want you to uh, turn on two-factor authentication. Okay. That's and, good. Yeah. So um, they, they're they giving out emotes for free if you turn on two-factor authentication. They're doing what? They're giving you a dancing emote for your character. Oh, yeah. It's if, it's not just a dance. It's like the Turk dance from um, um, the one comedy medical thing. Scrubs? Scrubs. That. And, um, oh, shoot. Oh, shoot. It, it started playing oh. with music. That's an interesting dance. Hmm. But I'm like, well, good for, good for, you know, Fortnite. Cause yeah, know, like taking security seriously is important enough to, you know, give away free stuff for, of course, incentivizing if they really took security seriously, then they should probably distribute their, their APK through a store. Yeah, so it's it's like a yin and yang sort of thing. A hey, good job Fortnite for you know trying to make all your people more secure. And then we turn around and find out that uh, because they didn't want to give Google their you know thirty percent cut for using the Google Play Store, they decided to send out the uh, installer on their own, which is you know a, a bad thing security wise in the first place because you have to authorize your phone to you know, be allowed to install non-authorized installers. Mm-hmm. Well, the first Fortnite installer um, allowed any app on your phone to download and install anything in the background, including apps <laughs> with full permissions granted without the user's knowledge. Okay, how does that work? Like, so if if I have an app and I know some, if I have a program, I know someone's phone has the Fortnite app, then I could have my app download something else. Like it's, that seems like such a weird thing to have happened. I guess my guess is the Fortnite installer could just be like called by anything. Yeah. So when you go to download Fortnite, you don't actually download the whole game. You just download the installer first. Right. The problem 
which funny enough is that Google actually had its security team find this exploit and let Epic know that they Epic need games. to fix their stuff. Epic Games, right? Like, yeah. Let's make sure this is Epic Games. Yes, sorry. Yeah. Epic Games to uh, fix their uh, exploit. So the Google, the company that Epic Games said, you know, screw you, we're going off on our own, is the one that actually was like, hey, guys. Like, by the way, you have a problem. And they're like, yeah. uh-huh, what? First discovered the vulnerability on August 15th and now finally released it this week because Epic Games has patched their installer. So, okay, so the Fortnite installer was very easily exploitable to hijack the request to download Fortnite from Epic and instead download anything when you tap the button to download the game. So, yeah, you would have to already have a malicious app on your phone. Right. That said, the whole point of this is that, like, kids who are very young have been playing a lot of Fortnite and won't necessarily know what is and isn't a legit thing. And I... Heck, even non-kids have downloaded malicious apps on their phone. I can on my I, I know a handful of incidents already in our company of people just accidentally. Yeah, yeah, uh, poker apps and other you know online gambling sort of things, and it's just like no, because we're, we're we use Google as our base for our thing there, so everybody has a Google account through their work email, and some people forget to switch between their work account and their personal account on their phone. Mm-hmm. and accidentally download and install the apps based off of their work account. Oops. Yeah, so we've had to uh, we've had to lock that down a bit. So yeah, so Epic, great for doing one good thing, and then boo for doing bad on another. Kind of like a, a thumbs yeah. up, thumbs down thing. Like they did a really good job on one thing and then fucked the other. Yes. The problem with the fucked up one is like, we all knew it was coming. Yes. We all called that one. Yeah. Like, there's there's a reason why you go through Google Store. Granted, did I share with you that article that I read about, you know, like... Because Google was originally supposed to be open source, right? Or Android. Yes. And it's like, you know, somebody actually went and tried to find all of the original open source Android apps and see how they actually still look and if they actually still work. Most of them probably don't. No, a lot of the things now with Android is is a very closed garden with Google. Yep. Yeah, he's like, I tried to find the open open messenger, I think is what he was trying to find. And he had to like go through like a virtual thing. He had to create like a virtual Android device and message one of his friends and then had him message him back on his like phone. And that was how he could actually get access to the open source messenger. It, it was something what? ridiculous. That's that's a little crazy. Yeah. A little nuts. Just putting that out there. So, yeah. Right, so what else do we got? Anything security-wise? I mean, anything else security-wise at this yeah. point? Like, that's that's a lot of security stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's it. All right, where do you want to go from here? Oh, oh dear. That's a lot of responsibility, Andy. It's a responsibility you take every week, Dave. It, it is. Uh, I've been watching a lot of videos about Warcraft lore. Okay. In particular, these new videos that um, Blizzard has been producing for Battle for Azeroth. How, now, how, how much Warcraft lore do you remember? Well, there was the Horde, and there's the Alliance, and there's people yep. 
Okay. You remember what Teldrassil was? Oh, the name sounds familiar. Teldrassil is the really big tree. Yes. It's it's the world tree. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 But it's it's like the second or third world tree because the other ones got destroyed. Yeah. But Teldrassil is the the home of the night elf uh, race. Do you remember who Sylvanas is? Yes, night elf uh, hunter. Uh, a long time ago, yes. And then in Warcraft three, Arthas kills her. Yep, and then she becomes um, the dark elf. She becomes she becomes a banshee. Banshee, yes, okay. And then she becomes eventually in in World of Warcraft, she actually leads the underworld. Okay, yeah, or undercity. She is yeah. she is the leader of the the undead, the forsaken, as they are known. Uh, she's now the leader of the Horde, and she just burned down Teldrassil. That probably pissed off a lot of people. Yeah, but, like, there's a five-minute video about, like, what it is, what she is, where she, like, it's some of her history, and it's, it's like, it's really moving, because she's talking to this fallen night elf guard as they're getting ready to attack, and the guard's like, you've already killed all the soldiers, there's only innocents left, and she's like, so what? And she's like, you've made an enemy of life. Uh, you, you can kill us, but you can't kill hope. And Sylvanas looks down at this, this soldier and goes like, can't I? Turns the soldier so that she sees the tree and then says, burn it down. I've been really good about not playing WoW and like not wanting to play WoW. Like Legion, I kind of wanted to play Legion. It looked fun. I played in, in Warlords of Draenor for a little bit, and then I stopped. I'm like, okay, maybe I really want to play now because of, of Battle for Azeroth. It looks <sighs> yes, fantastic. but okay, fantastic. Blizzard like, makes good videos. It, but these are, these are not Blizzard's traditional videos. This is not, like, really good CGI video. This is, like, it, it, it's almost like, animated comic video oh okay yes but okay so blizzard can make good stories yeah we've seen that across all their platforms they make really good stories (laughs) the problem is is that story in world of warcraft yeah disappears you go on a raid run well it it does but it it has disappeared less it's it's not as bad as it used to be Right. Like it used to be like, okay, here's the background. Now go play. Now it's here's the background. But there's like there's there's elements to the story that are are involved in the quest. And it's more than just text. The focus is widened and coupled with numerous cutscenes that help alleviate the questing process. What? Yeah. Cutscenes in WoW? Yeah. As part of the quests. They've been doing that for a while. Like, that was a huge thing in uh, Warlords of Draenor. So, when... Um, so, like, you turn in a quest. Yeah. And it's not like, okay, here's the next one, go. It's you turn in a quest, and shit happens. So, the question now becomes, okay, so, um, the Anixia quest. Yeah. You know, in Stormwind. Yeah. Where every, you know, somebody would always turn in the quest, and you would kind of just, like, follow the... Uh, no, not like that. Okay. It's not a, like, scripted event. It is a cutscene. So nobody else sees nope. it. Okay. Nope. 
you that was always funny. Stayed out. <laughs> it was yeah. Somebody would always do the event, and then you know people who have seen it countless times before would come in there and kind of just do a, a Rocky Horror Picture Show sort of thing. Yep. Uh, I always would so, go in there and fight the dragons, and then I could get dragon scales every once in a while if I did enough damage. because yeah, you can get the kill for it. Yeah. Um, I was like, they introduced dragon something scales! back in, like, Cataclysm called phasing. It was either in, in Wrath of the Lich King or in Cataclysm. They introduced phasing, where you could be in the same area, like the same region, the same... You could be standing next to each other, and you wouldn't see each other, and what you would see is different things. Oh, dude. Please tell me they did a raid like that. Mm, I don't think so. That would be, they might, that they would be hilarious if you had to, like... Because, you know, in the raid, you had to have, like, groups of fives, and then the fives yeah. kind of combined. So you'd have to make, like, each group of five set up to handle a different type of phasing attack. Yeah. That would be pretty but cool. But still have part of, like, the overall raid attacking a main ball. That would be... That would be an interesting fight. That would actually be really cool. Yeah. But, like, that's that's what they've... So that's how they handle, like, the cutscenes, is you just phase out for a moment, and then you phase back in. Okay. But I'm not alone, and that's that's where this came in, is, like, I, I'm clearly not alone in wanting to play this again. Uh, Battle for Azeroth is selling really well. Which, you know, 14 years... 14 years this game has been going on. Yeah. Battle for Azeroth is World of Warcraft's fastest selling expansion. 3.4 million in one day sale. The seventh expansion pack. I remember when EverQuest was getting to like their sixth and seventh expansions and people were like, how is this game still alive? And then WoW was like, yeah, here's another one. And everyone's like, oh my God, please give it to me. Sargeras shoved a sword into the planet. <laughs> That was the end of Legion. It was like Sargeras was was summoned and was about to destroy Azeroth, and then the heroes, which is to say you and your your friends, like summoned the other Titans and they pulled him back away, but as he's being pulled away, he just hurls his sword. The sword is bigger than the planet, to be clear. Like it is longer than the planet is. And he hurls the sword and just stabs it into the planet. That's the setting for Battle for Azeroth, is like, shit's bad. Can you tell I'm really struggling not to purchase this? Yes. Like, I really, okay, pick a different topic, because otherwise I'm going to keep talking about this and drive myself closer to buying it. I'm like three and a half years clean. Well, there's no Assassin's Creed next year. Okay. This is like... (laughs) That's good. Yeah. I'm waiting for it to get colder outside so I can play Assassin's Creed Origins. Yeah, so the series hasn't had a main release um, in 2008 and 2016. Those are the only two years it did not have a main release. It's like a Madden game. <laughs> so yeah, so this year they are deciding to, next year they're going to skip a major release. Okay. They Good said, for them. Yeah, no, it's, it's, man, I am so far behind now. So far behind. How far behind? I'm in the middle of Black Flag is the last time I played, which I feel like if I go back to Black Flag, I'll have to start over because I, 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 you know, everything will be like, well, what the hell am I doing? I'm sailing a ship. Yeah. Like, so if, if you're talking about main titles, I got to go back a long way. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure I finished the Ezio's. 
So that was two, three, and four. Well, except they were all two. Yeah, but they're they're all considered. Yeah, I think they're but all Assassin's Creed three was not Ezio. No, that was the American Revolution. Yes, and then four was Black Flag. Yes, yeah. So I need to play those, and then I need to play Syndicate, which I own, and Rogue. I also own three somewhere. Uh, and then play, I, I need to get Rogue and play that. I need to play Origins, which I own, haven't played yet. And as I said, I'm waiting for the, the weather to get colder so that my computer doesn't overheat the room. Um, and then Odyssey, that's coming out, which doesn't make any sense because that like predates the Assassins. I don't know. I also need to finish playing, um, shoot, name of the game. Uh, Far Cry Primal. Mm-hmm. I got like really far in that and never finished it. Did you ever play Far Cry Primal? Nope, I've never played any of the Far Cry games. Oh, Andy, it's a good game. I should review it. I'd have to replay it to review it. Uh, what else we got? Uh, emulation. So this guy has this idea with emulation. The, 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 essentially the loophole in the law of if you own the cartridge, you technically have the rights to a backup copy. Yes. And you can use that backup copy, but only the one, right? Like I can't say, ah, I've got this cartridge, and so I'll upload the, the file and let 8 billion people download it. Yes. You wouldn't download a car. Like hell I wouldn't. Um. <laughs> But what if I have a copy and I say, Andy, would you like to use my my copy of The Legend of Zelda? That's okay as long as only one person's using it, which is to say that, well, you have it. I don't. Right. Oh, so technically he'll he's gone and purchased all the cartridges. So he owns the physical copy and then lends out the digital copy, almost like a library. <laughs> I, you know, it'd be great is yeah. if you actually have like, cause I'm reading through this website, they actually have all the 7,000 actual cartridges. Yeah. Can you donate your used cartridges? Ooh, that would like, be really cool. Like, I wonder if this website actually can, you know, accepts donations. And like, would that be, could he, could he be a nonprofit? I don't know. Like they're talking about here, you know, it says, in other words, there are four console classic users currently playing the site's four copies of Fester's Quest for the NES. And I'm like, I know where there is a cartridge of Fester's Quest. It's in my parents' basement. So do you actually know where it is? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, cold. Yeah. Cold, Dave. Well, I've seen your parents' house. Mm Mm-hmm. And you've Um, described your parents' basement. So, you know, somewhere in there. Yes. So... In theory, I know where it is. Could okay. I take those NES cartridges that I know I'm not using anymore? And and give them? Donate them to him. Donate them? Would, would you donate them for what, though? Like, for access? Yeah. Uh, games run too fast, console classics, saving games, account access, wrong game launches. It's, oh, God, I think they're playing it through the web, too. Cancel service, gamepad recommendation... Game Genie support. Submit a question at rapodcast.net. 
operating system topic. Website. I control other. <laughs> Do you? Two questions. <laughs> How many characters I have available to me? Because uh, think about that, they could then put up a thing on their website that basically is like a headhunters. Yeah, of like we're looking for these games. Yes, you know, you donate these games, we'll give you X months access to the service. All right, I'll, I'll finish typing this later. You don't need to listen to me keep typing. Um, interesting, interesting. I don't know. Uh, we have a lot of other topics. Is there anything else you want to hit? Because we kind of are running out of time. Do you remember when Ben Pelletier posted a challenge on his Facebook? No. He posted a challenge saying, like, I'm personally against net neutrality. And I'm like, what? He said, if you think that there's ever going to be an issue, if you think there there's a, a consequence to repealing net neutrality, comment here. And if you're right, if we can come up with something that will be, like, demonstrably hurtful and it happens, then I will donate to charity. Well, probably should have taken that bet. For those of you who have not heard, the California uh, firefighters, the, the people out there fighting the wildfires in California, these, like, huge, destructive people are getting killed, wildfires... Uh, use Verizon for their communications equipment. And Verizon was throttling their network access. Oh. On an unlimited plan. <sighs> and even said, oh yeah, no, we're throttling that. You can pay this much to get the full plan. These are people who are risking their lives to save other people. These are first responders. And the, the part that gets me the most is that was an argument against net neutrality. The argument was, well, we don't want to treat firefighters and, and ambulances and police the same as everyone else. They should get priority. Well, guess what fucking happened? They certainly can get priority if they pay for it. Verizon, though, is saying that the Santa Clara situation has nothing to do with net neutrality or the current proceedings in court. It has everything to do with it. Yeah. Yeah. So, fuck them. Oh, ho, ho, net neutrality. We don't want to treat everyone the same. You no, know, we do. We want everyone to be the same. We just don't want goddamn limits like this. The, the best response I saw was someone saying, like, if you want to flip this around, this is the equivalent to, like, the, the, the water company coming to Verizon and saying, like, oh, you've exceeded your quota of shit coming out of your buildings. So we're throttling your access to the sewers. My question is, how come uh, FirstNet still isn't up and running? Who's responsible for putting it up? Uh, I think AT&T. Well. <laughs> Sorry, there's, there's my question. There's my answer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> ask a silly question. Because, yeah, FirstNet was, uh, I think, originally set up back in 2012. Yeah. Job Creation Act of 2012 created the First Responder Network Authority, FirstNet, as an independent authority within the NTIA to provide emergency responders with the first nationwide high-speed broadband network dedicated to public safety. And what the hell has happened with that? 
Because I feel like, you know, it's a bit silly that the fire department has to, you know, work through Verizon when in theory there should already be a network in place. Wow, really? There's nothing has been really rolled out? Really? Yep. Yeah. All uh, right. The authority board created a public-private partnership with AT&T in March of 2017 to build out FirstNet. So, wow, it took them five years and, yeah. God damn yep. Verizon. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. So, wait, I'm looking at your thing here. Twitch Prime now has ads? Yeah, you have to pay for Twitch Turbo. So Twitch Prime used to give you ad-free viewing. It doesn't anymore. Which, like, whatever. That's fine. It's just, uh, it's it's sad, but sure. Hmm. Um, oh, speaking of uh, changing things, MoviePass now is forcing everybody yeah. to their three-movie plan. Well, sad. Xbox is trying a subscription service, including hardware. Including hardware? Mm-hmm. So what does this plan entail? You pay a monthly fee, and you get hardware. It's kind of like a rent-to-own. So you pay a monthly fee, it comes with the hardware, it comes with Xbox Live, it comes with the Xbox Games Pass subscription, where you just have access to games. Um, 22 bucks a month. If you do it with the Xbox One X, then it's 35 bucks a month. But if you do it for two years, you get the console. Oh, Oh, I love how literally the third paragraph in your article here tells you, because I'm sitting there going, okay, I'm going to have to do the math, but no. Nope, they did the math for you. It's yeah. And if you do it over the two years, uh, it is it is slightly, like $20, cheaper. Yeah, so $528 over two years is cheaper than buying an Xbox One S and spending money on the Xbox. The subscription stuff, and that's not including buying games. Well, the games come with the Xbox Game Pass, right? Right. Some games do. Some games. Most of the time, any of the games I've recently played have actually rented from the library. Mm-hmm. Because, yes, my library allows me to rent Xbox games. I mean, many libraries do. Yes. So, yep. Well, that's a neat idea. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of curious of, about it. And, like, 30 bucks a month is not... Not a bad price. Well, no, thirty-five a month. Yeah, it's still not a bad price. No, and some of those things are like, well, if you're going to do it anyway, granted, yeah, this is games now becoming a service, but at least you still get to keep the hardware. Yep, you do not get to keep the games though. No, yeah, because the Game Pass will go away once the Game Pass goes away. Yep. All right, so. I would... I wonder if you could game the system. You could game the system. I'm, I'm trying to think of being nefarious, but I don't want to do that. What What are you thinking? Oh, you know, just defaulting on the subscription. I mean, they take the console back. True. If they can find the console. They can remote kill the console. That That is probably very able... Since, you know, they have to be connected, connected to the internet to work. To the internet to do things, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Nope, Remember that when that people one down were, right were like all up in arms about that? Oh, it's, we've been up in arms about that for a while. Was, didn't right. Amazon remove like a book from a guy's Kindle remotely? Yeah, I think so. All right. What else? Uh, Tesla staying public. 
Yeah. After all of this back and forth, will he, won't he? Oh, my God. He is going to be under such investigation by the SEC. <laughs> like, he hardcore. is so getting investigated. Like, what he did might be illegal. Yeah. Like, I hope he's got some good lawyers on retainer right now. I wonder if he's paying them through PayPal. Because he wrote PayPal? Yeah. Or owned PayPal? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Like, I'm... Yeah, he may have done some really shady stuff there. Well, we'll see what happens. It's one of those things where it's like, man, I wish I had money to invest in Tesla back when I knew I needed money to invest in Tesla. Yeah. Let's see. Hold on. I'm just curious now. Did I know I wanted to invest in? That was back in 2013. So if I look at the five year for Tesla. Uh Uh-huh. T-S-L-A? I think so. Okay. Here. Tesla stock. You want the five-year? Yeah, so I was looking back when I was taking classes back at KVCC, and that was 2013. Stock price was around 100 and... Say I'm around 150, 160. Okay, late 2013? Yeah. Yeah, you would have doubled your money. Yeah. But now go back to, like, 2012. If you'd done it a year earlier than that. Holy crap. Yeah. Oh, well. Say lovey. Yep. I mean, um, if only we knew what companies there were right now that are trading at like nothing that in five years will be worth 10 times as much. Because we don't. Nope. No one does. No one, no. <laughs> it's like, what was it, GE stock or GM stock that was really great, and then it wasn't? Yep. I mean, it's it's GM, it's Ford. Mm-hmm. If you go look at Ford over the last, you know, max currently back at in 2009. Yeah, we'll go look at what it was in 2009, specifically January 23rd, 2009, when they're like, ah, the economy just tanked and we're bailing out all the auto industry <laughs> down to two dollars and forty six cents. Andy, it was down to a buck fifty. It was. Oh, shit. You look at back in 1999, thirty three dollars. So that sucks if you bought it at thirty three bucks. Yep. But like, if you bought it in two thousand nine at a buck eighty or a buck fifty, it's now worth almost ten dollars. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty nice little increase there. Right. So. Yeah. Should we hit the randoms? Sure. Okay. It's my review. Yes, it is your review. I would like to review the game Twenty XDX. Twenty XDX. No. Twenty. XDX. That's what I just said. Not, no, it's not. You, isn't, there's no D. That, didn't you just say XDX? As in TY, as in 22, or 35. It's the year that most Mega Man games were supposed to be set in. Yeah, 20XX. Which is, which is like, we don't know what year it is, it's just 20-something-something. Yeah, so wouldn't it just be called 20XX? Uh, I always thought of it as like XDX. Like 36 or 58. Wikipedia says the pronunciation is 20XX. Well, that's lame. <laughs> Fine. Well, it is Wikipedia. You could change it. 20XX is probably by the developer. Um, 20XX, or I'm just going to keep calling it 20XDX, is essentially like all the good parts about Mega Man. You know, you know, there was a, another like spiritual successor to Mega Man recently. We talked about it. Yeah. 
And it was like, it was okay. It wasn't great, even though it was made by the guy who made Mega Man. This was not made by the guy who made Mega Man, but this is much more of a spiritual successor to Mega Man than the other one is. Uh, this is, it, it, if you took Mega Man and combined it with a roguelike, that's what this game is. It's a game about jumping and shooting and getting new powers, but it's not fight eight bosses and then fight those eight bosses again and fight a final boss. It's go until you can't go anymore. So it's just it's Mega Man. It well, it's Mega Man X. It's Mega Man, but it's a it's a different Mega Man every single time. Right, like the the levels change, the designs, the levels are procedurally generated. Mhm. So there's some constant themes and like some pieces of the level are always the same or or have the same mechanics, but the level itself is different. And if you do the bosses in a different order, because there are still bosses at the end of each level, and there's probably eight of them, I don't know, but like as you go through those bosses, the levels get harder. So if I play the ice level first, it's not really that hard. If I play the ice level fourth, it's really friggin' hard. Okay. So it's it if you like Mega Man, or Mega Man X in particular, and you you wish it had more replayability, that it wasn't exactly the same game every time, uh this this is the game for you. This is I I really enjoyed this game. This is what I was playing at the cabin. Okay. It's it's pretty fantastic. You can get it on Steam. Um, I have it on the Switch, and I think it's it's one of like those perfect games for the Switch. In particular, because on the Switch, you can pick it up and play a level and then put it down. For someone who has never played a Mega Man game, yep. how hard is this? Um, there are difficulty levels. If you've never played Mega Man, I would recommend doing it on one of the lighter difficulty levels where you have, like, lives instead of a life and also be prepared to die. Okay. It's not an easy game. Gotcha. But that's because Mega Man was not an easy game. How have you not played Mega Man? You didn't have an SNES, did you? No. No, yes, I did. You did? Yeah. How did you not play Mega Man X? Because I only had the games that were uh, given to me. Oh. So. Well, sorry about that. I'd offer, but you'd turn it down. <laughs> we've, we've gone through this several yes. times now. Mm-hmm. I would offer it. You would not take me up on that. Right? Yep. Yep. No, I got other, I got other things to do. Okay. So you would you would I recommend this game okay. a lot. It's a really good game. Uh it's it's fantastic to just play for little amounts of time. It's fantastic to sit down and play for like half an hour or an hour or longer. Like it's it's just good. Okay. So, random topic? Yeah. Rolled ahead of time? Yeah. What size foot do you have? Uh US 11 to 12. You have bigger feet than me? Maybe. Because I'm only normally a eight and a half to a nine, depending Holy on... Holy crap, I have bigger feet than you do. Depending on how wide my foot is. Yeah, I absolutely have bigger feet than you do. I did not know that. 
I'm I'm somewhere around like eleven to twelve. It depends on the manufacturer and the shoe. Yeah, no, I'm I'm like a nine. But I'm also narrow. Oh no, my foot's wide. That's that's the problem I've always had, especially with running shoes. Yeah. Is that you know, running shoes are supposed to be built like, you know, tight to your foot. Yeah. And my foot's wider than it is longer. Oh. I think. I don't know I don't know what the standard width size is, if that makes any sense. Yeah, like what? What is the so in general? There's no modifier for width, or is there? Uh, okay, there are six widths, I think. One, two, three, four, five. Oh, which is weird, because it starts with B. Okay, I don't think I'm a B. Oh no, it looks like it can actually go. Um, okay, the standard width for women is a B. The standard width for men is a D. Okay. And most people can sell shoes up to uh, triple E. I think I'm a, a D, the standard width. I'll have to go to DSW and actually uh, find out. Find out. Okay. Yeah. You're okay. Only so there's not, wow. Okay. There's a double A, and then there's triple E. So yeah. Oh, you can print out a, a shoe thingy at home. <laughs> and just put your foot on it. Yeah, I guess so. Neat. Did they give me a thing? Shoe printing thingy? I don't, I don't know. But I think we've answered the question. Yes, I do believe so, that you're... Hmm. But now I'm curious about my own feet, and I'll have to go, like, shoe shopping again. <laughs> Just so... Oh, what is the name of that? Um, what the, the, the shoe... The foot measuring device. It's, uh, it's um... He used to a, know the a, name of it. Foot... I don't know. A Brennigan device or something like that? I just see oh. shoe measuring device. Brannock device. A Brannock device? Yes. Okay. The Br- Yeah, the, that thing you always see at the shoe stores, that's a Brannock device. Yeah, you device. put your foot in it and it t- tells you like how big your shoe is and where your feet are. And yep. Where your arch where is. Your, where your toes are. Yeah, where, where your, your, where your um, heel comes. Where your big toe is, right? Yeah. They are $60 on Amazon. Oh pretty pricey Brannick is the brand but no Brannick is the guy's name okay Charles F Brannick okay Brannick device from Brannick.com it is the it is the name of the device but it is also the name of the company it's the name of the inventor it's like calling them Kleenex yes although I don't know that there was a Mr. Kleenex anyway anything else closing words Nope, nope, I just gotta, uh... Wow, they even give you the, how to actually measure your fight, uh, foot directly. Okay. So, oh, lovely. <laughs> the, uh, the, the width sizes are not standardized. Nope. Son of a monkey. Yep. Great. Alright, so yeah, no, I, I think <laughs> I'm wide, but I'm not sure. Oh, shoes are so weird. And on that, I guess, uh, that's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast, or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening. <laughs>